everybody. This is pop culture critic John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the smash hit podcast where my mom, <laughs> Bonnie Tatey, shares her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, Mom reviews the vintage TV special, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Let's bring Mom in now. Mom, hello. Are you there? <laughs> I'm here. We, we said... We sound like we we're sound awful. coming from a hospital. Oh, my God. This has been the worst month. Now, people heard last week, they heard me talk about how I had been sicker than I had ever been in my adult life. And that's true. That was the worst. But this has got to be one of the worst colds I have ever had. And just like days after I got over the other thing, I got hit with this. It's like bronchitis. There's pink eye. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so, I hate to open the podcast with complaints, but first people have to understand why I sound so awful. They could probably guess. And, oh, I haven't been able to do the football column all month. And I think I'm just mm. going to take off until the new year. I got to just give myself a break as I have been. It's yeah, been hard to yeah. do anything. And the weird thing is it changes every day. Mine does. Yeah, yeah. You you have a cold as well, and maybe you got it from Jenna, who, uh, my sister... No, no, I got it from Leo. Well, Mom, you haven't been here for like a month and a half. You colds don't last it that long. I a week after... Yes, yes, Johnny, it does. And wait till you see, because your cold is going to last that long, too. <laughs> I've only seen Jenna for like five minutes since she's been home. Well, Jenna got this cold. I don't know what cold you have, but it's not the same one. I have the first one. That's right. You have the first one. Which I gave to her, and then she brought home the second one, but I haven't seen her, so. Are you ready for Christmas? I spent the morning uh, wrapping gifts. I, I have stopped ordering. That's done. And I spent the morning wrapping gifts, which I hate. And this year, Toast, my cat, decided to help so he was tearing the paper, scratching the tissue. So the gifts really look like hell this year. And as you know, I hate wrapping so much. I really don't care how they look. To me, the excitement is taking the paper off. Toast has helped with some of that. I see. Yeah, you have never been known for your meticulous wrapping. Um, why nope. do you have Dad do it? Oh, he offers every year. But this is how it goes. I, I get a roll of paper, the tape scissors gifts. I sit on the floor, I wrap a gift, I throw it under the tree. I wrap a gift, I throw it under the tree. Mm -hmm. Dad says, all right, well, let's clear the kitchen table. Where's the tape? Where's the paper? Who are the gifts for? Where are the gifts? I see. I can wrap 25 gifts in the time it takes him to get ready. Right. You've got all the information already in your head. Exactly. Except for one gift. There's always one gift that I am not sure who it's for, so. <laughs> there seems to always be one gift that's forgotten, too, right? Oh, that happened once. Mm, it's happened a couple times. And it was yours, and that's why you remember it. It's like the Red Rider BB gun behind the piano. That's right. That's right. That's a reference to last week's podcast subject. If you didn't listen, go back. You're out of the loop. And are you doing up a big meal, too? Oh, yeah, the ham and tenderloin and all that, yeah. Oh, two kinds of red meat. No turkey, and though, ham, red right? meat? No, believe... no turkey at Christmas. It takes too long. Yeah. I believe ham is, uh, pork is red meat, even though the commercials for a long time said the other white meat. I don't think that's the actually other white true. Meat, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has the same, uh, whatever, molecular, blah, 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 as beef, I think. 
oh, wow, I, you just took us down a road. Again, I'm going to be dubious of the science, but we'll move on. This is going to be a long podcast. <laughs> Why are you still challenging? Is it because you're in a bad mood because you're sick? No, I just believe in, you know, truth. <laughs> All right, I have a question for you. Okay, shoot. You know, people say it's not the gift that counts, it's the thought. Mm. So my question to you is, does the, is it the gift that counts, though, when it comes to gift wrapping? What do you mean by that? Well, would you rather have a package that's all beautiful with a big bow and, you know, little tchotchkes tied on it? And, or would you rather just have some tissue paper that you can tear away and say, oh, a candle or something? I see. Yeah. I, I have to say I like a fancy wrap, but, and I think you alluded to this, I don't need I don't need a lot of gadgets and gadgets on it. You know, you're saying like the plastic snowflake or whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't need all the accoutrement, a, a ribbon or bow, whichever one or both. That's plenty for me because the trouble right. of sliding that ribbon down, you know, off one axis and then the other so you can get to the actual tearing. That's like the maximum amount of trouble I want to endure with the unwrapping. Because, you know, okay. a lot of gifts, too, they're going to be in that plastic box or whatever. There's going to be a whole other process of, of opening it up once you actually get the gift out, right? Right. Right. But my, we're already throwing all this paper away. Yeah. Do I have to throw a ribbon away? And, and I feel like, oh, you should do something with this ribbon. It's kind of pretty. And it just bothers me. I think a nice wrap with... Some shiny paper with an attractive design is plenty. I don't even think you need the ribbon and the bow. You're right. It's more trash. Which is what we're really trying to get away from. Yeah, well, it's tough this time of year. Well, what do you think about the reusable bag? Is that... Uh, Yeah, that's see. Yeah, I mean, I realize I'm being a hypocrite, but uh, a bag? I always hate a bag. With the tissue paper stuffed on top, uh, I get that it preserves a surprise, but... That's just not fun. It feels like you're putting away the groceries. (laughs) I don't know. There's just not much fanfare with a bag. And the first thing I think of is, oh, I can reuse this. With the bag? Yeah. Yeah. Disappoint someone else with it. I agree. I always think the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because I'm not going to put it in the trash. And yet, if it's specific Christmas colors, I'm not going to be able to use it for another year. I don't know. (laughs) It's complicated. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the bag. Although in our uh, family, we do have the tradition of the boo wrap. Uh, Would you like to explain what the boo wrap entails? (laughs) Well, I'll tell the folks. No. Um, it involves this boo is my uh, late grandfather, mom's dad, who whose history has been explored in prior uh, podcasts. Um, but boo was, uh, long story short, a bit of a hermit uh, for the last few decades of his life and didn't really need the finer things in life. Let's put it that way. So uh, our gifts from Boo every Christmas, if he did show up for Christmas, that was always a a dodgy prospect, would come encased in the the nicest 
uh, plastic bag that the local gas station could give him. It might have a couple holes in it. Uh, yeah. you, you didn't know how long it had been uh, under the floor mats of his car. Of his car, but, right? Yeah, that was the boo wrap. Just throw it in a plastic bag. Yep. And hand it over. Yep. And you know, the thing is, he set a precedence because you never expected anything more. That's true. Right from the get-go. It was, here's your, here's your plastic bag. It was, you know, that's just how it went. But I would, I, I, I do think that the gift bag is a, a problem. It's an issue. I don't know if there's a good solution to this. I just hate, I hate wrapping. Hate it. Let me ask you this, Mom. On last week's podcast, we also talked about Christmas, and you sounded like you were dreading all the preparation for it. Maybe one year us kids should get you the gift of, I don't know, hi- hiring a caterer to make the meal or something like that. It sounds like you're a bit tired of it. Oh, no. I don't mind the food part. I hate the wrapping. I do hate the wrapping. Yeah. And then as I wrap things, I think, oh, my God, you know, there's a neighbor that I have to get a little gift for. Yeah. And that's always awkward. We can talk about that some other time. That's always very awkward. And then uh, every year I think, you know, who are the people you have to send to? And then I start to get panicky, you know. Yeah. I get panicky. Yeah. Crunch time, I guess. I love Christmas. And I'll tell you, I was just having this discussion with Daddy, is that so many of my Christmases were very not fun, that it's very important to me that Christmas in our family is fun. Mm. You know, I grew up with my, just my mother. My brother and sister were gone. They were that much older. And my mother had a bit of a drinking problem, and so Christmas was pretty dour and lonely, so not much fun. That's why I like to do Christmas. All right. Well, um, that breaks my heart, but I, that makes a lot of sense. And let me tell you, let me let the listeners know, no one does Christmas better than mom. I know I just offered to have someone else take over large parts of it, but mom does up Christmas and the Christmases she just, she just described are the opposite of the Christmases we grew up with as kids, which were, I don't think, you know, it's not like there was a lot of pageantry, mom, but it just, it was special. It was warm. Um, we, it was together. It was everything that Christmas should be. Right. And really, that's what I wanted. Still is. You know, when the kids, whichever the kids can make at home every Christmas, it still is that way. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. We have a couple of contests that we do. And uh, so there's that competitive (laughs) part to it. And there's just lots of good food and lots of yummy stuff to eat. And I just love it. I love it. Good. It's my Um, favorite. I'm reassured to hear that because when I was editing the Christmas um, story podcast, I started to wonder, gee, maybe mom doesn't love Christmas that much anymore. Yeah, well, you know, Johnny, I was doing a lot of thinking this week and I did try to analyze that. And I realized the Christmases that I used to have uh, with my mother that were very sad. I never really looked at that and addressed that. And I finally did that, so now I'm free and clear. 
you know, now I've had a look at that and shared it with dad. And, you know, I never really shared it with anyone. It was just like, yeah, that's what it was. What's the point in talking about it? Except that talking about it with daddy was very helpful. I bet it was. Are you saying you know, he, that our conversation on the podcast prompted you to think about this? Uh, yeah. 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 I interrupted, though. Go ahead. Well, you know, he, he was saying, gee, it doesn't sound, you know, he, he, he said all the right things to, to make it clear why I go to the efforts that I do at Christmas time, because I want that memory for you four children and maybe now your grandchild, my grandchildren, but you'll make your own special things with your own children. But the Christmas will be fun. Yeah. And happy. Well, it always was for us. And I think you already know that. I hope so. I hope so. But, you know, sometimes as you grow older, you, you, maybe, maybe you look at things that you haven't been brave enough to look at or thought, who cares? What doesn't make a difference? But sometimes things really do make a difference. So I'm much happier now that I have explored that. Oh, good. Yeah. Just in time for us to talk about the Grinch. That's right. I was going to say, if we both were feeling down on Christmas, it would be perfect for the Grinch. But I think we're both pretty up on Christmas on the whole, right? Oh, yeah. If we need it at the end of this year. Don't you know it. I just want to be well. I just want to be well for Christmas, because I'll tell you what, <laughs> like, just the regular mornings are killing me right now. I'm feeling worst in the mornings, and the mornings, yeah. as you know, are just the, like, busiest slam-bang time of the yeah. day, because we got to get Leo out to preschool, and right. we got to get everybody ready for the day. And the last few days, it's really been Anna doing the heavy lifting, because I'll get out of bed, and I'm, first of all, I spend 10 minutes coughing up God knows what. Uh, yeah. And then I'm all clammy and sweaty and wheezy and, oh, I'm a mess. And thank God for Anna, who is heroic on so many fronts, but um, has really done pretty much everything to get Leo off to school every day this week, yeah. which yeah. typically I'm taking point on that after breakfast. I've been useless, more useless than usual even lately. <clears throat> I think you're pretty good in the morning. Uh, not not especially patient, but uh, <laughs> I think you're good in the morning. Patience. You let get me, it done. Let me tell you what. This morning, got to get him there by 9, right? I really like to get him right. there earlier, but you got to get him there by 9. Although, if he's late, they don't really care, but that's when the day starts for them. So, it's 8.15. He's finished his breakfast, and like, okay, we're a little ahead of schedule here. We're going to be fine. And then he spends 20 minutes on the potty because he insists that he has to poop or he wants to poop, he says, which I don't know how to interpret that, you know. Well, maybe he just wants an M&M. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's his little reward for using the potty. But and, and so our head start just was destroyed. Yeah, well, I know that that really can that can go just like an ice cube. Yeah. Oh, that's the perfect image for it. Yeah. So after finally, 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 after he's, we can pry him off the potty. It's just like, all right, get your, get your shoes on. Get your, you've seen it. 
It's just a, a cartoon cloud, basically, getting him ready for school. I got him to school at like 8.58. Wow, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was happy with that. I'll take it. Very good. Mom and I looked at how the Grinch stole Christmas this week. Should we talk about it now, Mom? Yeah, let's talk about All it. All right. The 60s brought a spate of animated Christmas specials to American TV, few more enduring than How the Grinch Stole Christmas, a collaboration between absurdist children's book creator Dr. Seuss, who's glimpsed in the credits as Ted Geisel, and prolific Warner Brothers director Chuck Jones, the person who brought Wile E. Coyote to the world, How the Grinch Stole Christmas tells a simple tale of a misanthrope who tries to ruin a town's Christmas and, in the process, learns the true meaning of the holiday. Here's a clip. They'll beat their plum blookers. They'll wham their hoo-wonkers. And they'll play noisy games like Zuzita Kaze, a roller skate type of lacrosse and croquet. And then they'll make ear-splitting noises to looks on their great big electro hoo looks. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is available to rent on Amazon Streaming, and it will air Christmas night on NBC. Mom, did your heart grow three sizes this day? No. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it's been a while since I saw it. Me too. Me too. And I thought I loved it, but I don't. (laughs) I was really disappointed. All it is is a bunch of... A bunch of ugly words all strung together that rhyme, describing some puke. You know, it's just <laughs> it's, it's my, awful. You cut right to the heart of it. You went right to the first bullet point on in my notes, which is that this is a charming book, mm. right? We both like the book, uh, which right. I have read more recently than I've seen the TV special. Um, the book is charming. It's a short book because. We meet the Grinch, he steals Christmas, they do Christmas anyway, and he's moved by that. That's it, Yeah. right? That's the That's whole it. story. Yep. And they stretched this into a half-hour Christmas special, and you're right. All the padding is lists of stuff. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. believe how... I did not recall how many interminable lists of <laughs> flap doozlers and mumblers there yes. there were yeah i i was shocked i was really shocked to to it was like i'd never seen it before i didn't even recognize it, it well i'm kind of happy to hear that cuz i thought i was going to have to be the downer on this one and look there are things i appreciate it about it the animation oh, yeah. at times is is quite splendid. The animation of the Grinch's face in particular is so expressive. Um, the moment when he gets the idea to steal Christmas, that's one of the most famous shots, really, but his yeah. face just twists and even his hair curls into menace. Yes. You know, yeah. that's wonderful. That's Chuck Jones. That's Chuck Jones. 
Yeah. So the animation at times is entertaining. The story really just never was for me. And I guess we know it already and maybe it's well worn, but I thought I was going to watch this and be charmed anew. Me right? too. That's why I suggested it because I thought, oh, this will be the best. Yes. This will be so good. Yes. It was horrible. It was just terrible. I, it was, I, you know, I don't know if, I've lost my memory, or I can't imagine whatever made me feel very Christmassy about it. I do love Boris Karloff's voice. Yes. Who we really associate more with uh, Halloween. Right. But he does a beautiful job here. Uh, he both, and, he, uh, and he does have a beautiful voice. He does. Um, and he both narrates uh, and provides the voice of the Grinch. Right. Slightly changing his voice for the Grinch, but really, we just want to hear Boris Karloff, so he doesn't modify it too much. That's right. That's right. And I thought the treatment of the Grinch's dog was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it just did not satisfy. You mean the way that the Grinch treated his dog is terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is a bad guy. Well, I realize that, but... You know, this is a little story for children. This wasn't written for adults. It's for children. And, you know, then he, it's sort of like, eh, I couldn't ruin Christmas. What the hell? Here's your stuff. You know, it just, it's stupid. <laughs> That's right. That's the story. I couldn't ruin Christmas. Oh, well, here's your stuff back. Yeah, it's just, it's so pointless. It's, it's so pointless. It's kind of irritating. Really? Because I had to pay money to watch that. Yeah, what was it, like five bucks? Well, four bucks, maybe? Well, to rent it, it was three ninety nine. Three, four bucks, yeah. And it lasted about, what, 12 minutes? Terrible. Well, did you get the other Grinches with it? Mm-hmm. Because I started it, yeah. and it said um, an hour and 10 minutes, and I mm-hmm. was like, whoa, this is, this is not what I remembered or what I signed up for. Um uh, <laughs> Fortunately, yes, the the Christmas special ends in about 25 minutes. And then there's these two other Grinch uh, specials that I had forgot even existed. And for good reason, from the small portions of them that I watched. Right, exactly. Just not worth your time. No. Um, but yeah, just so people know, if you do rent it on Amazon, you get two other Grinch cartoons with it. If you're a Grinch completist, they're in there. Yeah, it's sort of like I went to Philadelphia and it was closed. <laughs> it's like a bad joke. Like, like a very bad joke. Just like that was a very bad joke. Yeah. It was not worth your time. The Christmas one, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the others. I didn't watch them. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of pissed after I watched The Grinch, so. And embarrassed, because I was the one that recommended it. Well, hey, we got to, you know, we both went in thinking we were going to take, you know, I was worried, like, well, what are we going to say other than how charming and nostalgic this is? You know, what are we really going to have to say about this? (laughs) But, you know, I worried the same thing about A Christmas Story, and I think we had a very good conversation around that. Yeah. And then when I was done watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas, my worry was, well, what are we going to say about this other than I was bored out of my mind watching it? Terrible. Nothing I'd watch with the children. (laughs) 
Again, I'm still going to recommend that you try to watch The Snowman again with Leo. We'll try. I think he's a little. I think he's a little young for it, though, Mom. Not that it has any objectionable material in it, but it's just it's a little slow. Well, it is, but that's why he might like it. We'll tell the listeners about The Snowman so that we have. Because <laughs> you don't have a recommendation this week, right? This could be a sort of. Uh, I don't, but I do have one more thing that I want to talk to you about. The Snowman is. Um, I don't know when it came out. A num- number of years ago, I guess. And it has the most beautiful music. There's no words. It's all, or there are very few words, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and it's just about a snowfall and a snowman. Um, I don't even remember the ending, but it's sort of a little adventure that the snowman goes on. It's just a beautiful piece of animation. Very soothing. It would be great to watch if your kid um, needs time to settle down before bed. It's very very lovely, and that's all I can say about it. Okay, and while you were speaking, I looked up uh, where you could stream it, and it looks like it's on Amazon, it's on YouTube, it's on Vudu, oh, okay. whatever that is, it's on iTunes, um, so it's all over. Mom, all right. is, Mom is not talking about the um, 2017 murder thriller, <laughs> also entitled The Snowman. This is a far superior work, I assure you. Have you ever seen it? The 2017 movie? No. No. The the TV movie, The Snowman? Yeah. Of course I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's very sweet. So search on Google for The Snowman 1982 and it'll come up. It is very sweet. I'm surprised it actually isn't more... I'm surprised it isn't in this sort of top tier of... Uh, yeah. Christmas specials that get rerun every year, but maybe it's not cheesy enough. It, do you know what I mean? Maybe that's not the right yeah. word, but... Yeah, it has a little elegance to it. Well, I think it ran on PBS, and I, so that might be part of the issue. Oh, I see. I'm not sure about that, but that's where I think I saw it first, hmm. on PBS. Do you have anything more about The Grinch? Uh, I did want to say that the colors are quite beautiful. They are very Christmassy and bright and sparkly, Um, That lime green and red is very popular now. You know, I don't Mm. know if that's coming around again or what, but that is one thing that I didn't make note of. Yeah, the colors are really vivid. And um, I love the... I did appreciate when the Who's of Whoville come out and sing after all their stuff has been stolen. And the, the lights, you know, they just get warmer the background color just gets warmer and warmer. Yeah. It's a very nice effect. There are some yeah. beautiful moments in it, some beautiful yeah. visual moments. Um, it's just that you have to wade through all the bum fuzzlers and whooplers right. to get and there. Right, quite a bit of that. Yeah. What's your grade for the Grinch, Mom, for how the Grinch uh, stole Christmas, I'll, rather? I'll give it a big, solid D. Wow, a D, really? Okay. Yeah. There's better things to watch. Kind of Grinch like yourself. We kind of fell into a trap with this one, didn't we? We're the Grinches. Well, maybe maybe we shouldn't have done this podcast on a day when I wrapped gifts. <laughs> now, you had one other thing. You don't have a recommendation this week. I'm going to come in with a little recommendation of my own. Yeah. But you had something else well, you wanted to talk about. Is that right? I do. I do. I read from the library a book called Book of Books, mm-hmm. and I think it's like, a hundred books that you should read in your lifetime or something like that. Mm -hmm. As you can tell, I've done a great job with that, (laughs) but 
One of the one of the books that it recommended was Where the Red Fern Grows. Mm. I don't really remember the story very well. I do remember sobbing. Yes. And now I'm wondering, do I want to go back and read it again? I think you do. Um, now, I have not read it since middle school, but I probably right. remember more of the story uh, than you do. Right. Yeah. You know, it's about a boy and his dogs, and the title refers to the absolute saddest part of the book. Oh, and that I do remember. Uh, um, and yes, I think it might have been the first book that made me cry, because really? I remember sitting in middle school, reaching the end, while I was waiting for you to finish up your day. This is when you were working in the middle school office. Yeah. You know, I had 15 minutes, maybe, where I was waiting to go home with you one day, and I just turned the pages of this emotional devastation. But from what I recall, maybe we should revisit it on the podcast, but from what I yeah. recall, um, it is, what I loved about it is a lot of it takes place in the woods, and you really get a feel for the nature and for the rustic yeah. um, setting that this kid lived, grew up in. Maybe not so different from the kind of environment I grew up in, although I never went hunting. Right. But, you know, right. I certainly did screw around in the woods a heck of a lot. Um, yeah. So I guess I liked I liked that about it. it. It was really vivid to me in that respect. Why don't we both take another look at it and we'll talk about it on a podcast sometime soon. All right. Now, did you ever read Old Yeller? I never did. No, I've seen the movie. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, let's let's definitely do Where the Red Fern Grows. But if anybody else has a suggestion of a sort of middle school type book that was uh, sentimental. I would like to yeah. maybe revisit some of those that I'm, that I'm not remembering. I guess the other one I remember that I enjoyed very much was the giver. Um, but I, I can't remember a lot of them now. Hmm. Young adult is the genre, I believe. Young adult. That's right. Young adult, which is, uh, it used to be a pretty crappy, uh, niche, but, it certainly improved a lot. Mm, that's true. That's true. It's be, it's really become a, a force of its own in pop culture. Very much so. I mean, especially at our library, they have a big section of graphic novels, and I ha which I have to say is a, a large part of the collection for young adults. Um, hmm. That's all. Really? Because there's there's yeah. so many young adult novels now. I know. And good writing for, for yes. uh, kids. It used to not be so challenging, but it's really improved quite a bit. So. Shall I get my recommendation in? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear what you... Okay. Uh, Mom couldn't think of a recommendation for this week. And boy, we, we put her on the spot every week. So why should she? So I'm going to recommend <laughs> in theaters now, The Favorite. Mom, do you know about this movie? I don't. It takes place in the court of Queen Anne toward the end of her reign. And um, it basically concerns two women who are jockeying for position as the queen's favorite. Who are the two women? Uh, the two women are named Sarah and Abigail. They are played by Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone, respectively. Emma Stone uh, will never let you down, and she didn't hear. Uh, Rachel Weiss also excellent. I don't mean to put uh, her down, but let me say... <laughs> Olivia Coleman as Queen Anne. Now, Mom, did you ever watch Peep Show? No. The British um, 
sitcom with Mitchell and Webb? Nope. Maybe I better get more television in my life. <laughs> well, I don't know how much you'd like Peep Show, although it is, it's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Um, but it oh, might be. Well, see, now I remember you saying that, but you said you wouldn't like it. So that's why I've never seen it. Well, I think it might be a bit raunchy for you, but uh, maybe not. Hey, maybe not. In any case, I first encountered Olivia Coleman on uh, Peep Show, which, like I said, is this very funny and clever, um, but raunchy show. And there's some pretty broad comedy that she participates in. I never would have expected her to her career to grow to the point where she is playing Queen Anne with such emotional range. This is a movie that is at times very funny and at times quite emotionally harrowing. And really, it is. I, I was stunned by it. I loved it. Wow. Maybe I'll have to go see it. Although my movie experiences are not really usually very happy. <laughs> I think it's I think it's worth going to see. I really do. And All I right. recommend it to our, our listeners. Um, All right. It's the favorite. And that's with a U in it. It's the British spelling. Uh, starring Olivia Coleman, Emma Stone, and Rachel Weisz. Really excellent. As I sounds said, good. It sounds very good. As I said on Twitter a couple of days ago, even the typography in this film is executed with wit and grace. Just every detail of it is is lively and thoughtful. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, wait, what do you mean typography, though? You'll see. Okay. I have a little uh, request for the listeners before we sign off. Uh, we're going to make this the last sign-off for 2018, if that's all right by you, Mom. <laughs> Surprise! Um, But we we will be back in the new year. And I wanted to ask the listeners, hey, if you're headed home for the holidays, consider mentioning Pop Mom to your family because it's a a podcast that we have found different generations can enjoy. I've never done a project like this where my audience ranges so widely across different generations. Um, So... If you're a big fan, consider when you go home for the holidays, if you are, just saying to mom or dad or brother or sister, whoever, hey, I got this podcast that I enjoy called Pop Mom. Give it a listen. We'd love it if you've helped, you'd help spread the word because we will be back in 2019. We're not stopping now, right, mom? This freight train we're is not running. Stopping now. And I think we're going to start the new year with a contest. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of this. I know the whole the whole podcast is a total surprise to both of us. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a miracle we pulled ourselves together long enough to record it. Okay, there will be a contest too. Oh, good teaser, Mom. Uh, there you go. That's all for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next year to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about in 2019, Mom? Any ideas? Maybe we should change it up, but uh, nah, let's just talk about something, something interesting. Something interesting. Okay. Thank you for listening all year. We're so happy to be back. And as I say all the time, we're so lucky to have you as listeners. Um, we are. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful holiday and a happy new year because we love you. Mom and I will talk to you again in 2019. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. I love you, too. I'm going back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) 